Hi, and welcome to Ways to Take, episode 62, the Joe Tooney episode, just coming off the top of my dome there. Don't know any other 62s. Uh, I am Trey, joined as always by Cam, Dylan, Tucker. How are we, gentlemen? I, the dream. Good, I got a 62 for you. Go ahead. The guy that Bobby Boucher throws the ball to in that home game where they where the water boy cost them the game. Remember? Uh, no, uh, I don't remember. He goes he goes sixty two and then double kicks him right in the chest oh, in the yeah, end zone. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Come on. Um, Come on. That guy episode. Um winners and losers. Uh take of the week. Dylan takes it by a landslide. Ding 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 uh, ding ding. Fifty percent of the vote of one of our highest voted polls in a while, fourteen votes, and Dylan pulled in seven of them. Just for the, I think the the, the good spirited nature of his take. So Dylan pulls even with me at four. Cam and Tucker both still sitting at one apiece. New season, uh, new me. Back Kings heading into week, well, that week eleven here. Um, so I got a I got a couple big losers for myself. Actually, yeah, not, go ahead. They're not losers yet, but Belmont lost in the conference championship, so they are now. Not projecting it, and Duke is horrendous and has to win the ATC to get in. So I'm pretty upset about that. Both my college basketball takes going down the tubes already. But, uh, awesome uh, to bring up Duke. Yeah, Tucker, you're probably happy with that, huh? Ecstatic. Um. All right. Uh. I, other than that, other I don't really. Um. All the Alex Smith love. Maybe maybe loser, Dylan loser for Alex Smith. He got cut. He's gone. Um, He'll be back. Probably, probably done forever. I'd say. Done. Um, he. A lot of people are saying he'll get signed. Coward, Coward thinks he goes to the Bears. Coward thinks he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Bears. I don't. I don't hate it. I wouldn't hate him in New England as a placeholder, as long as he drafts a guy high. Um, so, waste takes. Let's get right into it. I have a ways to take based on some breaking news that happened yesterday, I think. Blake Griffin was signed to the Nets. The Nets are looking like an absolute powerhouse. You've now got Blake Griffin, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, all sharing the court. DeAndre and DeAndre Jordan's on that team? DeAndre Jordan. You got a lot of all it's basically an all-star team. We saw it how it worked out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They ended up winning a ship based on an all-star team. Bet you think I'm going to throw a softball take here, and that's when the ship. No, I'm not going to. All right, the Nets adding Blake Griffin have just added one more mouth to feed, and in a game like basketball, there's a there's a delicate balance to where you can find, you know, you have enough superstars, you have too many superstars. I think that this team is going to lose in the second round of the playoffs. I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to be bounced in the second round of the playoffs. It's going to be for a couple of reasons. Reason 1A is going to be Kyrie Irving. He's going to have some sort of meltdown at some point. He is a crazy person. It has been proven. He's nuts. He might just not even show up for games at sometimes. Who knows? Burning sage to get rid of bad energy in buildings. Wackadoo. Absolute nut job. He's going to have a meltdown. And by adding Blake Griffin, you've now given someone else that I don't think Blake, Blake Griffin's a bad guy or like a diva or anything like that, but he, you know, he's he's going to need touches. You're going to need to integrate him into that offense to make it valuable. I still think he can play. He's had a little bit of an injury history, but there's just going to be too many guys to get the ball around to. When the playoffs roll around in the fall, um, is it the fall or the summer? No, the summer. When the playoffs roll around in the summer, people will be starting to get vaccinated. We'll be starting to see strip clubs open it up again and James Uh-oh. Harden is going to hit the strip club at some point going to cost him at least one game Kevin Durant is extremely soft no doubt when Kyrie asks him some question like he had asked to Brad Stevens like how do you define government that's going to wrap Katie's soft brain to a pretzel he's going to fold there's just so many dominoes that are going to fall and this team is going to fall short of expectations and lose in the second round of the playoffs that's my take um I disagree with this take, but I like points of it. I think that there's a decent point to be made that this team does have a few divas on it, which could be bad in the long run. But um, 
KD's been proven to be able to play with other superstars and play effectively with him when he did it with the Warriors. I don't think Blake Gri- adding Blake Griffin really adds any drama to that team. I don't think Blake Gri- Griffin's going to um, like demand the ball or anything like that. I think he understands what his piece is with that team as a fourth option. So, I, I mean, because he went from the Pistons where he has to be like the guy to hear, I think he might appreciate being able to be that fourth option and not having to be the primary scorer 24-7. I don't think drama's going to come from him. I think it's going to come from when KD sees that Blake Griffin's valuable in the post and pass it down there instead of passing it back out to Kyrie or James Harden for a three. That's where I think the drama's going to come from. All right. I don't think he's like a diva. Like I said, I don't think he's a bad guy in any way. I think he's a great guy. He's very funny. Uh, I've heard listened to a lot of interviews with him. Seems like a great, great guy. But I just think that they're too big, too big to win right now. Cam, my issue with it is the East in general because the East is not good. Um, yeah. The Sixers are first right now, but they're like known for just not getting to the chip. Um. If they have to play the Celtics, it'll probably be the same thing as the past however many years. And then the Bucks still haven't made the shape. Giannis hasn't pulled that trigger. I mean, KD's won. Kyrie's won. I don't see them losing in the second round. I don't really even see them losing in the third round. I think they 100% make the finals. Well, not 100%. I can see it happening where they, they kind of tear apart, but I think it's it's inevitably going to be Lakers-Nets. Um, again, I don't see them losing. Just another year where the finals matchup is so predictable, there's no even point in watching. They'll, last year wasn't as predictable. Uh, you're, the last two years haven't been too bad. You're right. Yeah, the Raptors one was crazy. The Raptors was nuts. Yeah. Uh, Dale? So the Nets, it, it, it's reminiscent of... And I've talked about it before when the Toronto Blue Jays just signed everybody and their mother and became the worst team in the league. So I'm kind of on Trey's side here. I think there's some reason to believe that they'll implode. Um, you're taking like, like not, I mean, Durant, it's Durant's like a plus, but besides Durant, you know, the other guys that they have, they're, like, on the end of their goodness streaks. You're signing, like, beer or B-level guys thinking you're going to, like, put together some masterpiece of a team. And I think it when you do that, in some cases, it just comes crashing down. And I think there is some reason to believe that this will happen. So I'm on your side, Dre. Pretty simple take. Who's got next? Uh, I can go. Mine's also basketball-related. Mine's about the NBA All-Star Game, which was absolutely abysmal. I don't think anyone wanted to watch that game at all. Um, they need to put something on the line for the game so that these guys try. So I'm going to go with the baseball approach and say that the winner of the All-Star Game should get home field advantage in the NBA Finals. I just... I love, like, Emphasis imagine on how the great field. that game would be if all 10 of those players were going, or all 20 guys are going all out. Like, you see, like, say, like, Dame throws up that half-court shot, and then LeBron just chews him out on the sideline for taking the shot late game. Like, I would love to see that, but instead it's just everyone jogging up and down the court. If these guys were actually playing all out, this would be so fun to watch, but they play it, like, even less seriously than a pickup game. Okay, I have to disagree for several reasons. First, it's based on principle, because I said last week that if guys are playing in this game, uh, they're risking injury and they're bad teammates. So if you're playing at full tilt, you're 100% risking injury. Well, if there's something on the line, then you're actually, then you need to try. Yeah, but these people don't care enough to do that. The MLB got rid of this rule. Um, It's no longer there. And originally I was upset because I was like, oh, they have to play, they have something to play for. I don't, I don't think, it's worth having something something that could be so huge on the line for a game with guys you don't play with, you know, 99% of the time. You don't know them as your teammates, especially in basketball where it's such a, like, flow sport where you have to kind of know what a guy's strengths are to make him better around you. And 
I just think too, it's too hefty of something to be playing for when, and especially a team that earns home field advantage or home court advantage should be able to, to keep that, to have that, not be based on an exhibition game midway through the season. So I disagree. Uh, Dale? Well, I'm pretty sure when we talked about this for baseball that at least a couple of you guys were against this idea, and myself included. Um, I don't, I don't think this is a great idea in any way. What you need to do is you just need to maybe, I don't know. It, it comes down to the players. If the players don't want to do it, then it turns into a crapshoot, and that's what it was this year. So, I don't think if you force them into trying to like it or trying to play for some reason that it's going to make it any better. So I disagree. Cam? So I don't really get the take. Who would get home? You're saying go back to East and the West? Team that, yeah, East and West. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, Sorry. You go back to East and West in this scenario. Okay, I like that. I like the East and West. I don't like that they do a draft. Um, I like East and West, but they still, I don't think... And are you saying home field advantage throughout the playoffs or just the championship? Well, you wouldn't get any throughout the playoffs because either the West Coast wins or the East Coast wins, so you're playing other teams that have won or other teams that have lost. Yeah, so it's just the finals. finals. Right, that was dumb. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, this year specifically, that it just wouldn't have happened. People didn't really even want to play to begin with, never mind go hard. And I think it'll probably be the same thing. Basketball players have they sit out games and be, when that once they clinch the playoffs, they sit out games just because they're scared of getting hurt. I don't think this would ever happen. People would opt out. I don't hate the idea behind it, but I feel like players would complain and be like, "You're working us too hard," which is what they tend to do. I mean, back in Michael Jordan Bad Boy Pistons days, I'm sure they would have loved it, but now I don't think it's it's a possibility. I like it though. All right, next take. I got one. I can go. Go ahead. Um, I'm going back to college basketball. Number three is the charm. My last two, not too good. Belmont Duke. But here we go. Gonzaga is the best college basketball team I've ever seen. They are going to win the finals, and they are going to win every single game on their way by double digits. I'll come right in on this because I'm actually, I have no reason to, but I'm staunchly against Gonzaga. I have never once thought they're legit. If they want to be considered a real basketball team by me, they need to join a real conference. Join the Pac-12, but until that day, I will not take you seriously as a team, and I will have you out in the Sweet 16 in my bracket every single year. I don't care how good they are. They play garbage schools all year and then maybe have a few wins a few real team wins against like actual good teams, and then they somehow are a number one seed for beating shitty schools all year. They're undefeated, and they have they, they, three players. They play in three players on fifteen of the wooden conversation. Don't care. Don't care. Do you know why they're in the top fifteen? Because they play against garbage schools all year, and so yeah, they get to rack up thirty-five points again. Again, that's what happens when you play St. Mary's twice every season. That's the is that like the second best team in their division, St. Mary's? Uh, usually yes. Conference. BYU this year. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't buy this team. I will never so, buy Gonzaga. They're frauds. Coming Fraud from the a week perspective, coming from a perspective of not knowing anything about college basketball except for in March when I watch. Um, what makes you say Gonzaga is the greatest? college team you've ever seen like why all right so they're not a bunch of freshmen like that undefeated kentucky team we saw um uh how many years ago six years yeah, ago but kentucky went through an sec schedule they went undefeated okay anyways they're not a bunch of freshmen they're experienced they average over 90 points a game they have three players in the top 15 for the wooden conversation they're undefeated which if i didn't mention that and, I don't know, they're due. They're due. I, I, I love this team. Um, I don't care who they play. It takes consistency to beat everybody at such a high level. 
And I think they have one single digit win this year. And I don't know, just I, I think that it's it's inevitable that they're just playing at a higher level than everybody. And I don't know. I I, I, I can't explain it. It's just the eye test, I guess. You know, on top of the stats I just said. I mean, I'm not ready to say that they're even like it, being undefeated is huge to me, I guess, in that conver- in that argument. Because um, you don't, I mean, how often do you see that, really? I, I don't think a lot, right? Like, no, like never. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess they're, I mean, that's pretty big, but at the same time, to Tucker's point of them playing in a weaker conference, I'm not ready to say that they would be the greatest team of all time if they even were to win it, so... That's just from an outside perspective. Who knows nothing about the team or college basketball? Dylan, you're probably in the same vein, but you got anything else? No, but I trust uh, Cam's eye test. I'm with him. Sir. All right, easy enough. Uh, Dill, where's the tape? Yeah, I'm going to bring it back to baseball again. Um, so this year in particular, Rob Manfred, who I don't really like that much, um, He's been barking around uh, saying how he really would like to ban defensive shifts in baseball. And I understand where he's coming from. He's saying let the guys put the ball in play more, maybe generate some more hits. Everybody's feeding into the stats these days. Let's just go out there and play some ball type of a mindset. But the... The old saying by uh, by Pee Wee Reese, hit them where they ain't. Like, just beat the shift. Like, I don't understand. These guys are professional athletes. It's the same reason why I get upset that, um, like, an NBA player can't have, like, 85% free throw percentage. So, like, literally just practice. It's your job. Hit the ball where the people aren't standing or try your best to. Um, instead, uh, people just try to jack home runs all day long because they're like, if I hit the ball onto the ground then uh, guys will get out. So I'm full on do not ban the shift, even though Manfred keeps talking about it. Even players are talking about how they want to do it. Chris Sale was saying stuff about it the other day. And a couple other guys on the Sox were like, oh, yeah, I mean, I understand where it's coming from. Let's get more people watching the sport. Um, this has been part of baseball forever. You can look at old pictures of the shifts, the crazy shifts they had it on Ted Williams or specific fields where they had uh, – shifts because of the way the the like the field was set up it's part of the game i think people are a bit whiny because they got out like just be better beat the shift keep the shift in baseball so this is a tough one for me because while i understand where you're coming from i have kind of in my brain been kind of for this for getting rid of the shift as a guy who when he played Closed his eyes, swung, and wherever the ball went, it went. Who had no control over where the ball was going? Um, that kind, that 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 makes me like if I was if you elevated me to the MLB and I could hit that ball, the shift really wouldn't affect me. I don't think because I just literally sprayed and prayed. But for these guys that like, I don't know, their swing is just a certain. I I I just. I feel like there's so many shifts, and I, and I hate the nerdification of baseball. I've said this a hundred times on the show. I hate all the analytics and all that crap. And this guy hits it to this side of the field 16.8% of the time when a cutter is thrown or something like that. Like, I, I just hate that. And so I'm kind of for it. I'd, li- I'd like to see just a straight, like, maybe maybe they could implement a rule where you can only use the shift. Maybe you could either assign shifted batters, like you could pick three batters in a lineup to have the shift on, or you can only shift once an inning, per one batter per inning, um, or something like that. Um, but I understand where you're coming from, Dill, and I just can't, but I just can't, I, I, I like the idea of just people, you know, the more hitting the better, get the sport going, and play some, play some great defense, you know, go from your position. I don't love seeing a shortstop playing second base so i just to me i'm I'm not against getting rid of the shift talk you're muted you are muted are they keeping the sorry just a question but are they keeping the uh second base on extra innings rule 
I don't think they're keeping any of the rules. No. Okay, okay thank God. Because that was the worst rule ever created. But, um, yeah, why the hell would you take away the ability to shift? It's just like, it's like, hey, we found a way to play defense against this guy that hits in the same spot. And then how do you, like, do it? It's like you have to stand in between here and here at all times. It's just, I don't know, I don't like it at all. It's not really interact. It's just not a good rule. Wait, Ugh. I don't know what you're saying. Sorry, I just, I hate this rule. I absolutely hate this rule. It's not a rule yet. If it, I mean, if it comes out. Okay, so you don't want it to happen. Okay. And, yeah, and, no, and, I hate the, it, sorry, I hate the idea of this rule. And Trey, the they already banned uh, infielders being on the outfield grass. You have to be in the dirt. And that was, that was, that, I think that was before last year. I think that's still a rule. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't hate that. Um, I, I just find it frustrating. You know, you're a world-class athlete. I know you're going up against world-class athletes on the mound, but all you have to, like, your professional athletes practice. I don't understand. Like, you, you're, 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 you ground, you roll over on every single changeup that you ever hit right to the second baseman or right up the middle. So they put a guy there, like, learn to not do that. I, like, I don't understand. Yeah. It's very no, frustrating I, for me. I get where you're coming from. My, like, and, and I, I guess my problem is I don't understand hitting as well. Like, I never learned really directional hitting or anything like that. I was always a bottom of the lineup guy. Well, except for when I was young, because then I was fucking raking. But in high school, I was a bottom of the lineup guy who was just hit the ball and get on base. So I don't really understand that. But to me, it's like, at a certain point, it's like, you gotta beat this great pitcher and you gotta beat a defense that is stacked against you. Like, and in baseball, such a situational game, like, if you want to do a certain thing and you just kind of can't because the shift, it just, I, I don't know. I, I struggle with it and I hear, I wouldn't be upset if, I'm just going to say I wouldn't be upset if they ban the shift. I won't be upset if they don't ban the shift, shift either. I really don't have, like, a strong position on it, but. Cam? I don't have too strong a position on it either. Not a big football guy in my day. Hit a lot of dingers when I was 10, 11, 12, and then I stopped. Uh, never had a problem with the shift because I always worked through it myself. <laughs> I think it's just uh, it's a part of the game. And, I mean, it's the same thing in every game. Like, our what, football defenses are only allowed to do cover two only. Like, that, that doesn't make sense. There's weakness to every defense. you got to plan against it. I lied. I'm not. Uh, on the fence about the rule. I hate the rule. Yeah, because um, you're just inviting people to just continue to be bad. Like, I, I, just, I don't understand. It's annoying. You're accepting mediocrity. Just hit the ball the other way. I don't hate it. I don't hate the rule. All right. Uh, big news from the week, the All-Star game. Did anybody watch it? Absolutely not. Hated it. You watched it, Tucker? Parts. I didn't watch any of it. I saw some highlights. I saw Dame and Steph hitting bananas threes. Yeah, I saw that was cool. Jason and Jalen going up against each other. What else did I see? That's about it, really. Um, and it's just never been that entertaining to me. I actually didn't watch any of it. I didn't watch the three-pointer dunk, which I usually watch. Um, I know who, I know Steph won the three-point contest. I couldn't tell you who was in the dunk contest or who won it. Um, or what kind of dunks they did. I didn't see anything on Twitter. It seemed like the lowest key weekend for All-Star of all time, I guess probably due to COVID, and they all did everything in one night, so that's probably another huge part of it. Um, but just doesn't doesn't get it going for me. Like, I was watching the highlights of Dame hits a half-court three, then the next possession, the guy gets under the hoop and throws it down the court, and it's a one-on-one, -on -one and he just walks in and, and lays up, and then Steph gets it back and hits another half-court three. Like, if you're into that stuff, I get it. Not me. I'd rather see the actual game. So I wasn't really interested. I don't even know who won. So, Tucker, what do you got on the All-Star game and the All-Star festivities? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. What do you have on the All-Star game and the All-Star festivities? It was super low-key. I mean... I think it was meant to be because they didn't want to have a big spectacle during COVID because a lot of people were saying they didn't want it at all. But um, it was just, I don't know, the dunk contest was awful. 
I didn't even see a single highlight from the dunk contest. Me uh, either. Steph Curry's just Steph Curry three point contest. Of course he wins it. Um, and then the All Star game was boring because they weren't really playing for anything. It wasn't particularly close. Like last year in the All Star game, the fourth quarter was absolutely awesome. It was great basketball. But this year they didn't even have that. It was like a twenty five point game at the end, and so neither. So they weren't really trying. I mean, they were shooting up half court shots to try and win the game on that. So. That kind of says all you need to know about the games. Who won? LeBron, Team LeBron. Giannis won 16 for 16 from the field. So, Obi, it was Cassius Stanley, Obi Toppin, and Anthony Simmons in the dunk contest. Yeah, and Anthony Simmons won. And Steph Curry won the three-point contest. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Dale, you got anything on it? They didn't do the rules like they did last year, right? I think yeah, they, they did. did. Oh. They did. Well, it was exciting last year, so I liked those rules. Yeah, no, it just wasn't close enough this year to be exciting. But they they played to 170, or is that the thing? Is that the rule? And they played, so they played to like 20, whatever it was at the end of three quarters, plus 24 of the higher team. I have a take. I think it's time to retire the dunk contest. I think it's time. When's the last time you were like, wow, the dunk contest is cool? Zach I'll say Aaron, Levine, Aaron Levine. Gordon, Zach Aaron Levine. Gordon, yes. What was that, 2017, 2018? No, that was longer ago. No, that was like 2018, 2017. I think the last one I watched was uh, Howard with his dunk over the, the like Superman dunk. Yeah. I think that was the last that, time I watched. That was so long ago. That was the last time it was exciting. 2016 was that? Wow. Someone, yeah, no, so that's the last time I found it interesting. I remember I watched two years ago, and it was lame. It was not fun. They just can't – I don't know why they can get – they can't get big names in it. I really – they need to up the prize or just up something because it's boring as hell. A bunch of no-names going out and doing okay dunks. I remember Blake Griffin jumping over the car with the choir. Like, I understand this year you can't pull that crap off, but – in the future, if they don't, if it next year, if they don't get one top twenty player in, they need to retire the dunk contest and let it like bring it back in like ten years as like a as like a reboot. I think they thought they were getting Zion this year because they didn't even put in a fourth person because I'm pretty sure they were like Zion was debating doing it the whole time and then at the end he just pulled out. But Trey, you're also the guy that's saying you shouldn't play in the All Star game because. Uh, if you care about your team, and then you're like, we need better players in the dunk contest. The dunk contest isn't as dangerous. What? I feel you like trying on to... someone's foot. Yeah, but trying to do a 720 dunk, I feel like is an accident waiting to happen. No, you got a safe landing. You're fine. I'm saying my my concern is stepping on people's foot, rolling ankles, like hyperextending knees, breaking your ankle, that type of thing. That's not gonna happen in a dunk contest. Unless you're an idiot. Unless you're actually not athletic. And then you deserve it, kind of. But, Cam, anything on the All-Star game at all? Yeah, I didn't watch it either. The only highlight I saw was Steph just making threes like crazy. They implemented, like, the money ball rack. Has that always been a thing? I don't know. They're coming up. I think so, oh, yeah. Yeah, I that's think, been a thing for years. Like, 30 I've been years. Saying this, I've been saying this about every single All-Star game. I want... Either the non-alls, like the dunkers, no, like the centers to do the three-point contest, the point guards to do the dunk contest. I want old heads doing both of them. Charles Barkley dunking. I want Shaq out there. I want I want alumni. I want something that's not what we see, and I want it for every sport. It's not going to happen. Football did it one year. The Pro Bowl they brought in. Softball like, kind of does it. Uh, All-star okay. game, they do softball with the old people. Well, they they do like Boomer Esiason came in one like and a couple other old guys and did it. I think that's more fun. I don't care. I I watch these guys play every day. I want to see. Do they not do they not do the celebrity game anymore? They didn't this year. They usually do though, but it's always like. Yeah, no, they did. They did. They had two v two. It was um, Lavo and Jack Harlow versus Lil Baby and. Two chains. Don't care about these people. Sad. 
I remember one year, it was the Giants Patriots Super Bowl, the second one. I watched it on DirecTV. They had a celebrity beach football game, and it was awesome. They need to bring that back. Bro, there were some, honestly, the celebrity games, I think, were at one point very good for them. Like, Kevin Hart was actually very good when, like, he was doing the, um, who was in it? Justin Bieber, is that what you said? That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah, he won the MVP, didn't he, once, Bieber? I still think the celebrity game can't be touched, the celebrity softball game. That's an electric game That's the best, yeah. They got everybody mic'd up. They're hitting bombs. It's great. It's great. Um, All right, other news. Like I said, break Blake Griffin to the Nets. You got my opinion on it. Anybody got anything else on it? No. I mean, Alex Smith cut. I mean, no, but that Blake Griffin, oh, he's washed. Like, is he not washed? He's been. I haven't he's, heard it. He's not as good. I haven't I heard his name in ages. No, he's not washed still. I haven't heard his name since he dunked over the car. Honestly. Because he plays on the Pistons. That's a big. That's a big part of it. He's yeah, on the well, least recognizable team in the league. He's averaging twenty-two points per game and nine rebounds and four and a half assists. Yeah, but does he win? No. No, he's on Pistons. the Pistons. Pistons haven't won since the 90s. And now he's on the Nets. So they're going to stink again. Because he's there, and he's not a winner. He's wow, a... you're Blake Griffin here. I love Blake Griffin. Yeah, I don't like his hair. His ro- Have you ever seen the roast of... Um, who was it? Who was the roast? He did a roast of somebody when, when like Caitlyn Jenner was there. And... Oh, Alec Baldwin, maybe? I don't think so. I think it was. Yeah, it was Alec Baldwin. Blake Griffin roasted Alec Baldwin. Look it up. Hilarious. He he destroys everybody. Probably didn't he write it. so funny. No, he's like an actual comedian. He does. He's done like stand-up. No, it was the Caitlyn Jenner roast. He's pretty no. funny on the basketball court, it, too. It turned into that, but it was Alec Baldwin. Was it? Yeah. You're, you're right, Cam. You're right. You got it. I know my roast. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Alex Smith. Released. Do we think he has a future in the NFL as a starter? I'm going to say by week six of next year, he'll be done starting in the NFL. He's old. He's broken. He's a good guy. But that leg, you know, still going to be a problem. Might be healed enough to play. Still going to be a problem. I don't see him as a starting quarterback past midpoint of the season next year. He'll get signed by a team that drafts somebody, and uh, he's got a good head on his shoulders, so he'll uh, coach him up, and then he'll be uh, sent out to the pasture. So I think that was the last time of him being a legitimate starting quarterback with Washington. That's my take. But, uh, Cam? Uh, Breaking news just now, two minutes ago. Titans sending first-round pick uh, Isaiah Wilson. That was like two hours ago. Oh, really? Never mind. Breaking news. Heard it here first. But who I was just he with? Got it. Who was he with? I'm going into the article now. Yeah, it was. Uh, they sent a tackle for a first round pick. The Titans. Um, yeah, no, that was that was kind of like the Josh Norman breaking news you gave us last year around this time, Tucker. I'm sorry. Josh man. Norman to the Bills. That happened eight hours ago. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, trying to break news and I just can't do it. Um, Alex Smith. I think wherever he goes, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be there as like the uh, the Russell Wilson Matt Flynn situation back when they drafted Russell. It's like gonna be a, a QB competition. You you bring in a guy who's supposed to be your starter, but then you also draft a guy to kind of battle it out with him. And then I mean I I can't say really if he's gonna be the starter or not. I think he'll he'll play some games next year, but I don't think he's gonna be much more than a, a above average backup. Where do you think he's going? I don't know. I haven't looked into it enough, but uh, yeah, I I can't say. I heard Bears, but they got seems like they're gonna stick with Trubisky. I don't know. I don't know. Bears could Dale, be. Dale, your boy gone what do you got to say about him so when he came back it seemed like his his goal was to maybe prove it to himself that he could do it 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 seemed to me in the interviews and the documentary that i watched too um and he kept talking about like his kids throughout the the season too like he did like show them that like you can strive 
to do things even though the, the deck is stacked against you type of a mentality. And I think he proved that. So I think, like, walking away is, like, very certain, like, in his brain, I feel. Like, he's not uh, opposed to it. I think he still wants to play. I think he still wants to prove that he can still play and play well. Um, I think he will play. I think he'll either play for the Jacksonville or maybe the Eagles or even Houston picks him up. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles could happen. Houston could happen. I like those those spots. Did you look it up? No, they're just oh. lost their quarterbacks and or stink. Dylan's wise beyond his years. Sorry. So, so I, I think he could play. I think he could start. I think he looks like he doesn't like he can't be a starting quarterback. He just like watching him play. You're like uh, ew, but. Um, like Cam said, I think there's going to be some sort of competition going into camp, and I don't, I don't know if he'll stick it out for the whole year in the starting role, wherever he goes. That trade, by the way, is Titans are trading former first-round pick Isaiah Wilson. He's a lineman. And a 2027 to the Dolphins for a 2021 seventh. So, not a crazy move. But Wilson has been disappointing, I guess, and he and Flores have connections. They both went to the same high school, so the hope is that he can bring them back. But, yeah, that's it. Um... Tucker, Alex Smith, what do you got? Uh, yeah, so there is something very specific that he needs to do. Um, he needs to rebrand himself as the QB whisperer because he was the guy that brought, like, gave Alex Smith, I mean, Pat Mahomes, before he started, he played under Alex Smith. So he needs to go under that role and, like, there was another guys, one. Like Justin Herbert. Go, go to the Chiefs. Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Yes. So, yeah, he needs to embrace that role as, like, a great locker room guy that, like, helps the team. And he can play in the NFL for six more years as a backup to guy like Justin Herbert, to uh, whoever he needs to do, maybe get some starts here and there. But be that backup that everyone wants on their team to help with their rookie quarterbacks. I like that. That's true. That's a good take, Tuck. Okay, I got two quick Fast fire NFL news that we don't really need to discuss, but I just want to give you guys some heads up. And then I've got one I want to talk about. So Ryan Fitzpatrick came out and said that he'd like to play again this year. Anybody surprised by that? No. (laughs) And number two is the Buccaneers and Tom Brady are extremely close on a contract extension. I heard three years. Three years, really. That's what I I said. What did I say? 47? I said 46 or 47. Three years will be 47 One of my or 48. Was he extends his contract. That was. So might be a winner for you, Cam. Um, all right. The last thing I want to talk about for NFL, Dak Prescott got paid uh, 160 over four years, could go up to 164. Do we think they're overpaying? Do we think this is good? He's got a no-trade clause, no-tag provision. Guarantee is 126 mil. It's a big, big deal. Um kind of set the landscape for quarterbacks going forward. I am iffy on this deal. I think before he hurt himself, he was worth it. I think he, he is a solid top, I think he's a top 15 quarterback in the league. I think he could, you can win with him. Um, I think he is a guy like that, you know, he might need some help around him and might need a good running game around him, but he can still win you games. Now that the legs hurt, this might be an overpayment. And I don't know why... The Cowboys didn't use that as an advantage. I mean, this has been going on for a year, this negotiation, a year plus. So I don't know why they didn't use that to their advantage. Um, but I guess they got their guy, and I don't think it's horrible. I think he can come back from it. I think he'll still be okay. He might not be as good as he could have ended up being. But uh, I think it's a tiny bit of an overpayment. Cam, this is your division. Uh, what do you got to say? I love it. I, um, I think... Dak is not worth it. Whoever his agent is is just must be brilliant, or just convince Jerry Jones. I don't know something, but Dak Prescott's not worth it. Todd France is his agent. I don't know if it still is. It used to be. It, I'm reading a tweet that says "Great work by Todd France." Okay, there you go. Well, Todd France is a legend. Uh, I don't know what else he's done, but. Uh-huh. Um, this is insane. I mean, top 15 quarterback is is probably like 10 to 15 range, 12 to 15. But, yeah, he's hurt. He's won one playoff game, if that. He's made it to the playoffs. 
I don't think he's ever won one, did he? Oh wait, he beat Seattle, didn't he? I can't yeah. tell you. Was that for? It was his rookie year that they were good. I don't remember. I don't know, dude. This just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, the abundance of talent that he's he's had, the offense line, he's thrown very good numbers, but you have to be a winner, and I just don't think he's it. But I'm glad that he's he's staying in the NFC East. I'm fine with it. I. I'm not scared of him at all. Danny Dimes or Dak? Who would you rather have? Uh, draft pick. <laughs> all right. Dill, any thoughts? <clears throat> I'll let I'll let Tuck talk about the cap stuff because he, he was going into it earlier when we were talking about it. But um, aside from that, 40 mil on average a year for four years it seems like that is the amount of money now for guys like this. But Dak Prescott has this sort of like aura around him of him being way better than it seems like he is when I watched him play the past few years. Like their team is is stacked, yet they stink. And they're dishing out money like it grows on trees down there in Texas. So it, it, it's reminiscent of like the Dodgers paying like stupid amounts of money for like guys that are mediocre or like again like like i said or like b b level guys and like will it pay off for you i mean maybe because you you locked a guy in and you had still have a good team it just seems like a little bit too much money but it's also you know uh the cowboys i mean they generate a crap ton of revenue so they can they can spend a little bit more on a guy. It might seem like crazy in terms of his ability, but they generate so much money that it might not be as much of a hit as it would be for some other team. I think another interesting part is four years is not that long in the life of like a quarterback. You know, it might be long now for Dak because of his leg injury, but four years is going to be here before you know it, and he'll be a free agent again. And then if he plays this deal well, he'll be able to cash in one more time, you know, which is kind of crazy considering like a guy like Mahomes just signed a 10 year deal, you know? So it's kind of interesting. Tucker, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, a lot. Um, Dak Prescott's not the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. It's like maybe the 11th, the 12th most talented. And the most ridiculous part of it is you have an injury prone quarterback coming off a terrible injury. And so you almost guarantee their entire contract. Why? Yeah, if, I mean, like maybe get a big, maybe big... if yeah, it's just like yeah. maybe if it was um, not guaranteed and like look, Dak's great when he's on the field, so we'll not guarantee it, but give him a ton of money as long as he stays healthy. But they're giving him all this money even if he gets injured, and giving him what? It's like a sixty-one million dollar signing bonus. Sixty-six. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm mad about this. This but, is what but Tuck, the cap space stuff you're talking about. I, I don't know too much about Catfish. I don't want to say anything that oh. I don't actually know. Okay. Well, it, they're, they're giving him 70 mil for the first year, and then whatever the difference is on average for the next three. And Tuck was saying how if the um, if the cap hit this year is okay, like they, they're not expecting to like go over any sort of cap, and then it drops off for the next three years, then that might be a good thing down the, ru- down the road. Plus, he'll be injured next year. So if you know you're going to dish out that much money to him, it was probably a safe move to pay a crap ton of him up front with the signing bonus on top of it, which I like. I can understand, um, but I I don't know how cap space in the NFL works that much either. So. All right, one more NFL Patriots thing. Stephon Gilmore is having trouble with his knee recovery or his hamstring or whatever he hurt, and they can't trade him because of that. So that's just your Patriots bad news of the day. That's going to be going on and on for the next couple of weeks here. Cannot be traded because his, he has a broken leg. So, all right, list guys. Uh, we have a big list this week that I'm very excited about. I think we're all very excited about. We're bringing it back to the golden age of social media. Take, take it back to 2013 to through 2016, the age of Vine. Now, we all have a lengthy history with Vine. Um, I remember going with Cam to Vine meetup in New York City, seeing a couple of Vine famous people, getting some pictures with them. Uh, Dylan and I had a... Oh, wait. 
Yeah, you want to do college basketball quick, Cam? We kind of already talked about college basketball. Go, go ahead. I'll just, I'll just put a, <clears throat> an announcement out there that I am better than Joe Lenardi. I am creating my own bracketology, uh, updating it hourly, and I think we'll probably post – I'm going to post it regardless. Post it every post. hour. No, I'm going to – I'll probably start posting it once real tournament games – start but i'll just post a screenshot because google's google's sheets could really everyone could mess with it and you gotta request access so we'll post screenshots on twitter of my updated bracketology leading up until this sunday um when the actual bracket comes out and then we will uh fill out our brackets probably before next episode yeah 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 probably actually uh winner to me uh march madness starts on my birthday Wow. It's a great day. The 18th. Yes, sir. 18th? Wait, are you talking first four or all the games? Oh, yeah. All the games. You're right. Um, all right. Cam is your, is your go-to source for college basketball this, this month. Hit him up. He knows what he's talking about. He is way too invested in this. He is taking a lot of time to create bad brackets. I'm still going to have a better bracket than him somehow. Um, all right, back to Vine. So I remember making Vines with Tucker when we would hit each other with uh, tennis balls. Probably Dylan was about that, too. Dylan and I became Vine famous overnight uh, from our baseball Vine account, and Cam and I visited a Vine meetup. So Vine has been intertwined in our lives at some point of all of our podcasters. And today we are, by Cam's request, doing our top five Vines of all time. Um, I don't love my list. But I'll just tell you right now that um, I did it based on what I still reference and the cultural impact at the time and how it impacted me at the time. So that's my thinking behind it. But Cam, it's your list. I'll let you lead off list guys today. All right. I'm going to lead off. And just to throw out an honor, honorable mention in favor of Three Guys, One Baseball, which is um, a retired account like all of them. I'm going to say my favorite three guys, one baseball skit. It was the, the autograph baseball. Uh, don't know what game you were at. Portland sea dogs. We were in, we were in Bristol, Connecticut, Bristol, Connecticut, a sea dogs game. I don't know how that guy got so close to you guys. I think maybe you called him over. He had a baseball ready to go. You signed it and you handed it to him as if you were the famous guys. And I love it. I think it's it's hilarious as if you knew who you were and you cut it a little bit too early or too late because you could see the edge of the ball as he flipped it back. You got, but um, all time all time three guys won baseball skate. Anyway, onto the real Bidens. My Biden is going to Krish, um, who I have personally met, great friend of mine, um, <laughs> and I'm going with maybe not a, a too familiar one, but. That is not correct. Oh, that's a good one. I saw that one in my Vine compilation research. Um, so not correct goes goes like so. That is not correct. According to the encyclopedia, <laughs> he does it much better. I laughed, um, and I met him, so that's popping in at number five. All right. Uh, just to let you know for that for that three guys on baseball game, we were standing on this on the third baseline waving guys down for a good 30 minutes before the game to try to get somebody to come over and we finally got him and, and you know who you know who it was excited. you know who it was it, it no was, i have no idea who it was. i don't well per, person i don't know who it was but it was the bullpen catcher it was the last oh, guy on the team he's he's the last guy on the <laughs> roster he was a bullpen catcher last guy towards the dugout i was like oh i'm gonna get my first autograph you know he was amped <laughs> to get out that autograph and we were just like here you go just have a good one scribbled on it and tossed it to give it to him <laughs> okay so it took – I had a list of about 50 vines that I whittled down to five, and I don't love this list, but I'm going to go with it. My number five is going to be a great one that I actually saw of the last year of vine when I was in college. Look at this grass. I almost that did that one too. Every time the face of the Nickelback singer just to like pain, the pain smile, and that one, that one's a good one. That came in at number five for me. Uh, Tucker, what do you got? Number five. Uh, number five, I got uh, just one that, I don't know, when it came out, I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. It's the uh, big dude with the guitar going, yeah. I love you, baby. <laughs> Classic. 
I ain't never gonna stop loving you, bitch. That's <laughs> probably I just I'll never forget about that. Uh, Dill, you're number five. Yeah, so I didn't do any research on this in the last, in ten minutes leading up to the episode. I went into my brain and I thought of the ones that maybe I use like say the most or, or just remembered the most. So that's how how I came up with my list. Um, number five, I'm gonna go with the uh, with the little girl who goes, "I smell like beef." That's a classic. <laughs> Good one. I don't know. I just I, I, I say that one too all the time because sometimes I'm stinky. <laughs> Camp. Number four. <laughs> number four. You're gonna love this one. Um, I'm going with. I did not know what this meant at first. Turns out it's a reference to Frank Ocean. And I learned that at the time, and it's a potato <laughs> before you came, and it's a potato. Hanging from a ceiling fan, and it kills me every time. Now, now I'll I'll go in on this one. This is this is from one of his songs. I forget what it's called. It's called uh, but the the first lyric is a tornado flew around whatever something my room or something, and that was my freshman walk up. That's what uh, uh the seniors on on the team picked for me, and that's I went out to. Wait, Dill, that's not your number four, is it? No, I went out to Frank Ocean though. Yeah. A um, tornado flew around my room. Yeah, there's the, also the one where they're recreating it and he's singing and he's a potato flew and then they put the fan on high and the potato is just whipping around. That's a good one. I'm actually going to call an audible here for number four. I had a three guys, one baseball one, but I'm going to save it because that might be a, late, a list guys later on. So I'm going to sub in one I had and it's a classic. Guess what came in the mail today? These nuts. Got them. That's a classic. I mean, that's still referenced heavily. Uh, Wellveen is the guy's name. Um, he's also got another one. Who don't got no bitches? Uh, but These Nuts, uh, that one is still, I feel, referenced heavily. I'm going to slot that in at number four. Best vine of all time. Tucker, four? Yeah, for number four, uh, I got What's 9 Plus 10, 21. Oh, I totally Just, forgot that uh, one. That was- one of the best. Binds of all time. I mean, heavily referenced to this day. Anytime anything equals 21. Was not plus 10. You stupid. No, I'm not. <laughs> Just my, yeah, one I of the not. most memorable vines of all time. Just from the kid's voice down to everything. Oh, my dad's yeah, I'm mad I forgot that one. That's such a good one. Del- oh, yeah. Now that that's on my list too, but I think what I'm gonna do here is if anybody says one, I'm I'm gonna add another one because it's it's too funny. So um, I'll go with uh, a a classic when the old the old lady or the mom or whatever is walking in front of the car and the girl beeps the horn and the jug of milk goes absolutely flying and she screams. I don't that gets me every time. There's also the one where the cat's on the hood and they beep the horn and the cat jumps and comes back down. Cam, number three. Uh, number three, I'm going, you're not my dad. Uh, uh, that was my honorable mentions. You're not my dad. Uh, oh, yes, fucking noodle head. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know how that's not scripted. It's just so real. And... Um, I don't know. Die every time. <laughs> Number three for me is going to be a nice, you start out with a nice pan of like a jungle or a, a mountainous region and you go over to a man sitting next to you and he goes, okay. She says, hi. He goes, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I use okay a lot. Uh, that's one I personally reference all the time. So that's going to be my number three. Tuck? Yeah. Um, for number three, I have a classic. I think that's going to be on at least one of your lists, but uh, Why the Fuck You Lying, the guy singing the Why the Fuck You Lying song, just, it's just the one that I probably use the most up to date right now, so I had to add this one to my list at three. Dale. Oh, this is a classic, uh, some guys like going up the stairs, are about to go up the stairs, and he gets like scared and he almost drops his croissant he goes oh man i could have dropped my croissant (laughs) that's a classic cam two 
Two is one that is often forgotten about, but I, anytime this word is mentioned, I say this, and it's got to be Free Shavaka. Yeah. Free Shavaka. <laughs> Free Shavaka. <Yeah>. <laughs> That one, I the first time I watched that, I think I laughed for probably three minutes straight. Um, so dumb. Seven seconds really, really gets you going. Yeah, and the remixes that came out after that one, "Love Me Like You Do." I remember, you know, "Love Me Like You Do." Please have do. Please have. That's a good one. Uh, number two for me is a two-word vine. Two words take up this entire vine. It's a name. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. The classic one. The kid got to announce LeBron James' name at like an Atlanta Hawks game or oh, something yeah. like that. Uh, that's a classic one that I reference a lot. LeBron James. So number two is LeBron James for me. Tucker. Yeah. Um. This one, I'm not sure how famous it is. I feel like it's famous, but I don't remember like it being too popular, but it's the Welcome to Bible Study, the girl at the party. Which is like, yeah, Welcome to Bible Study, and then uh, the girl's doing a line on, off the table, and she's like, Boom, bye, <laughs> That's the same girl that does the Mary Chrysler. Mary Chrysler, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. We're all children of Jesus. We're <laughs> all children of Jesus, while kids are just, just a bunch just of like, Adderall kids drinking and partying. Oh, Bill, number two. Number two, a quick little pan, a little girl. Look at yeah. all those chickens. That almost made mine. I, I imagine it might be on somebody's list, too. Look at all those chickens. Damn, number one. Let's go. I have birds living outside of my um, apartment, and I say... Look at all those chickens all the time. Uh, my number one has already been said. It is, in fact, YTF, you lying. Um, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> all the time. It's a, it's a constant meme all around. I think it just had the most impact, like the most used find back in the day. Uh, but since I've already said I got two honorable mentions, both vaping. Um, wow. Really, the guy's vaping on the table. He blows his pain. He turns. Adam. Adam. <laughs> and then obviously the girl hits the vape, and the guy just turns to the camera and goes, "Wow." You know what's crazy is about a year ago, maybe yeah, right when I downloaded TikTok for the first one of the first TikToks I saw was that kid at a college party and some kid was vaping, and he and it's the same guy. And he turns the camera. And goes, wow. <laughs> okay, so my number one is. Why the fuck you lying? Cam's right. This is the most impact on me. When we were, you know, when we were still watching Vines, every time anybody would say anything that was cap in a group chat, you just had to send the guy's face. You just the <laughs> smile and the nod. It's still saying. Stop fucking lying. Yeah. No, yeah, it's got to be. today, Trey. Or was it yesterday? Oh, I sent it yesterday to Chris because he was like, I'll be online soon. And I was like, why are you lying? I sent the gift. So that one's a classic. It's hysterical. The gifts are great. It's it's all it's one of my all time favorite gifts, not just vines. That gift and the the Nick Young smile with the question marks are my probably top two most yep. used gifts of all time. And yep. followed by not great Bob. That's another good one. But I would say, yep. I would say probably sixty percent of the population, if you just sent a picture of that guy's face, they would they would know exactly why you sent it and what it means. It's 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 Rated way too low for you, Tucker, so I'm excited to hear what your number one is. Um, yeah, I don't know why, but this one was, it was just, I was thinking about Vines, and what was the first one that came to my head was this one. It's, there's only one th thing worse than a rapist. A child. A child. No. <laughs> I, I, I can't watch that without crashing up to this day. It's still my favorite Vine. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. That was an honorable mention for me. That's good. That's one of my honorable mentions is that it's a very niche one but it was one of the first vines i saw dylan this might be actually your number one i don't know but uh, i know Tyler what this Creator is yeah was big on vine and uh he he's in a, uh, a shopping market and he rolls up in one of the automatic you know wheelchairs and it's just drake started from the bottom and he just stops in the middle of the aisle start up from the bottom now we're here and then just rolls <laughs> off again so, celebrities on Vine were big. Bo Burnham, Tyler Creator were the best. But, Dill, go ahead with your number one. My number one might not be 
like your guys's favorite uh but i say this once a week every week when i walk into work it's wednesday my dudes <laughs> i say it i say it every single week <laughs> all right there you have it list guys vines i miss vines so much tiktok can never replace it all right um movie time guardians of the galaxy um i will say tucker i really enjoyed this movie i enjoyed it so much that i watched the second one wow um this was one of the better marvel movies that i've seen um i think chris what's the name chris no chris pratt Pratt? Pratt. i almost said pine chris pratt is hysterical um dave batista is great yeah no he's awesome in this um i always liked their characters when i saw endgame and infinity war um, but I didn't really know anything about them. Brad Cooper's great. Uh, we went on the ride, Tucker, in California when we were out there. Didn't know what was going on with the collector. Uh, it's so much better when you know. Yep. So I actually thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, I am going to give it a seven six. Very very good. It's a pretty pretty you know generic superhero movie, and nothing that really shocked me. Nothing like the the comedy was pretty good, but uh, it wasn't like you know be all end all superhero movie but it was it was really good so seven six for me yeah did anyone I mean, not watch it cam did you watch last week yeah that was uh, his movie okay uh dill yeah this is my movie i hadn't seen it either obviously um i too i'm halfway through the second one so oh, wait it was your movie i thought it was tucker's movie yeah no i was greatest showman so i liked it too um you know, Marvel movies, they're just popcorn flicks. Something you go to waste a couple, two, three hours, not even. Um, but there was something subtle about the comedy in this movie. It was, it's, it's sort of kind of parody, but not parody at the same time of superhero movies. Um, I thought, like you said, Chris Pat, Brian, or, uh, Bradley Cooper, they were pretty funny. Um, I don't know, as a movie, I think it's funny and pretty good, but it didn't like like it's it's a popcorn flick. It's not going to blow you away, um, but I'll give it I'll give it a solid seven two. I actually lo- I also loved uh, seeing kind of the setup of Thanos that before he was like the big mm-hmm. bad guy, you know, he was just kind of this side yeah, bad this guy. Is the introduction. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to see that and him ending up being like the be all end all bad guy, maybe ever in superhero movies. Was, was it's pretty cool. Tucker, your score. That's the crazy thing about Marvel is that they've been setting up Infinity Stones for like seven years. Yeah, I, 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 it actually it. made me want to watch the entire MCU. It, I love the. Yeah, MCU. I would I agree with that too, Tucker. I recently got into it, and I'm obsessed with it now. But um, going off of that, uh, one thing that wasn't talked about: greatest movie soundtrack of all time. It's a pretty good movie soundtrack. It's, I'll say it's that. my it's favorite. It's not the greatest of all time. What's that song of him like running through the? Oh, I, I didn't watch the movie, but the one in the opening that he has his headphones in and he's singing. I don't know if they do it in this movie too, but in the Avengers, there's a. Yeah, no, I know what song you're talking about. It's um, got like a '70s mixtape. It's all the '70s. Yeah. The oh, 70s. it's it's like a motor in. Yeah, yeah. I the second one, the big song is uh, Brandy. I, Brandy, Brandy's the big song. Yeah, You're, what a good wife he would be. Um, it's actually a major plot point in the second one. But Tucker, uh, what else you got? Um, yeah, so it. I mean, this. I thought Chris Pratt was awesome in this. Do you remember what Chris Pratt did for this movie? Like going into this movie, he was Andy Dwyer from yeah. Parks and Rec, and was like a fat dude, and it was just the craziest thing that he just changes entire entire body type. I remember when this happened. And being like, holy crap. But, um, yeah, I mean, I love this movie. Um, one of my favorite in the Marvel Universe. Not not top five, but definitely top ten. Um, so this one, for me, gets like an 8-1. Your scores are so generous. I love Marvel. Um, okay, my movie. We got baseball coming up, and I'm doing a movie that I need to see because I've been told to see it. It's right up my alley. We're doing Moneyball. I've never seen it. Baseball season's coming up. Great I hear movie. it's really good. I've been meaning to watch it, so this will put me to the to the grind. Uh, what? 
Uh, I believe it's on Netflix. Yeah, should yeah. be should be on Netflix. Um, but Moneyball. All right, that's episode sixty-two. We will be back at it again next week. Good episode, boys. I enjoyed this guys and the movie this time. So, um, yeah, hit us up on our socials and thanks for getting with us. We'll see you next week. Jesus.